It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. It is July the 1st. It's the start of a new financial year. This is the COB podcast at AusBiz. I'm David Scott and I'm joined today by Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, how was the day? It was a bit of a roller coaster day. I mean, after a bit of a better th- thought, uh, better than I thought, end of financial year, we've been saying Happy New Year all day today. It feels like January 1, but not off to a great start for the financial year, I have to say. Yeah, the close, and of course, we cover the close here in Ausbiz, thanks to markets.com. Uh, we had a no, pretty soggy end of the, the, uh, the trading session, down 0.8 of a percent. Uh, yeah, looks of weakness looking at the market map here. Uh, a few pockets of, uh, of, of, of buying appearing in the material sector. The gold miners after a bit of a rough trot. Telstra continued to go and add to its recent gains. I can see Afterpay and Zip also had a decent session. But apart from that, uh, it's few and far between. The big bangs were hosed, as was the healthcare sector, consumer discretionary, industrials, REITs. Not a pretty start to the day. Now, is this just mechanics of, uh, of you know, quarter end, month end, uh, financial year yeah, end, and I don't th- unreverse those moves? I, I think best not to nail any colours to the mast when it comes to end of, I mean, let's face it, end of month, end of quarter at the best of times, we see portfolio reshuffling, but of course, end of financial year. And don't forget, this has been a record participation by the retail sector, and no doubt they've been knocking on the door of their accountants, figuring out what to do in terms of capital gains and losses. So I think a bit of noise in the first day or two of trading. A bit of noise. Uh, look, uh, what was your uh, some of the starlight highlights for you for the session? There was a. It was kind of like no, not devoid of news, but uh, there wasn't a lot. It's going to be said on the economic front, though. There was quite a bit coming out from Australia. Uh, record job vacancies and a near record uh, trade surplus. Yeah, I think we got a bit lost. Speaking of noise, we actually had some really good data out of Oz that I would have thought might have given a bit of a tailwind to say consumer discretionary and consumer staples because. Because record job vacancies, I mean, 25% quarter-on-quarter jump in job vacancies to the point whereby nearly 60% higher than pre-pandemic levels. I mean, if that doesn't encourage anyone to get out there, look for a job, hopefully negotiate themselves a pay rise, that should be really good for cyclical sectors. Yeah. It's uh, interesting, I know what's going around the world as well. Of course, a lot of the people debate what's happening in the United States with the other job market there and why the payrolls growth hasn't come back to what we saw pre-pandemic, anywhere near the kind of state that we've seen over mm-hmm. here. Some people are pointing to those uh, those jobless claims and the enhanced uh, unemployment benefits that may be having an impact. So interesting to see what happens. We've got some pretty big uh, releases for the US labour market coming up over the next couple of, uh, of nights. So we've got, of course, jobless claims this evening and then, of course, Friday, the big bopper, non-farm payrolls. I still think that there's, uh, there's a a lot of impact that's being made by those enhanced unemployment benefits and we won't really get an unwind of that uh, that impact until they roll off at the end that's of right. September. And don't forget that's Scuddy's view today if you want to read his views and of course uh, Scuddy and I coincidentally share that view is if you pay people too much money to sit at home the incentive to look for a job isn't there but I would say 
Hard on the heels of that is number two is kids are still learning online or you can't access childcare. So I do wonder if schools are back online after the summer break. We could get another surge higher in in uh, employment. So I think we've got a couple of steps up in employment ahead for the US. Yeah, with most of the uh, the population there vaccinated. Get the kids back to school and uh, get mm. on with life, hopefully. Look, uh, there was some news out today. I'll tell you, one uh, one company that came out was new, Charter Hall, uh, Long Whale Reit, uh, came on the program today, spoke to Avianga, the fund manager there. Uh, look, uh, upgraded earnings per share, operating guidance again. Uh, that's on the back of uh, three acquisitions, including uh, part stake in that flagship Meyer store Maya, down in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, big, uh, big tilt there, that company towards uh, what was going on in those big, you know, uh, uh, big retailers, a big bet there that uh, no, it's not dead and buried when it comes next. So I did ask him that question. Of course, a lot of people are looking at the, uh, the, the models of those companies and going, well, potentially, like, are they still going to be around? But he uh, assures me that uh, even if they don't, uh, they don't survive or they go and downsize, he'll be able to go and retrofit the buildings and that will go and increase their value. Uh, look, I mentioned uh, Charter Hall Whale Long Reap because it was our stock of the day today. So let's go and see what our, um, our two guests on the program today, Luke Winchester from Oracle Investment Management and Owen Raskovitz from Rask Australia, they sat down with Koshi and gave their verdict as to whether it's a buy. Take a listen. What's really not to like about it for a small part of a portfolio? Um, it's growing modestly with you know, a passing yield of around about 5 to 6% in this environment. It's pretty favourable. Obviously, you have a lot of risks around property valuations and, and spaces in the city, but when you're buying high-quality assets, that, that risk is mitigated, in my opinion. I think you're getting that sort of five and a half to six percent yield in this environment. It's not too bad. I think it's quite low risk given the quality of those assets. Um, so yeah, for the investors who are seeking that income, um, and, and you mentioned at the top there, um, Koshi, it is a defensive sort of company. So you, you're never going to get explosive growth out of this business. But if you know what you're entering into, that six percent yield is attractive to you. Then I have to agree. I think it, I think it has a place in a portfolio. It's going in. Ring the bell. That's twice in two days. What, what's going on here? I know. We must be part of the uh, end of financial year, beginning of financial year, portfolio additions. That's twice we had Telstra yesterday and today it's Charter Hall. Bit of a theme there. We've got uh, defensive stocks that are paying like no decent uh, yields in a very low yielding environment. Yeah, so that's uh, no interesting space. So two from two. Maybe tomorrow we go three from three and I'll go and hold my fingers up like yeah, doing like an NBA see. when they go and hit the three. <laughs> I might go and post that to social media. If we can get it over the line, we'll see what the stock of the day is tomorrow. Oh, look, we also sat down today and had a chat with Marcus Bogdan from Blackmore Capital. Always good to go and have a chat with him. I wasn't part of the conversation this time. But uh, a lot of people are sitting back and they're going, well, what's going on at the moment? We've got so much uncertainty with the COVID pandemic, particularly here in Australia. We won't go down that path again. Uh, no, do we bet on the COVID winners or do we bet on the COVID losers? Well, Marcus has got a novel idea. Bet on both. Have yeah, a barbell strategy. So right. <laughs> go and uh, go and select those that don't know. Select names, not all of them, uh, that go and benefit under both conditions and have a barbell strategy. So that's not a bad piece of advice. So, and when you go to diversified portfolio, helps to go and spread out the risk, that's of right. course. And as time goes on, you can always just shift the weights but keep the stocks. So, Absolutely. Yeah, very very I'm not clever. Sure, not sure I like, know the barbell one side. Ooh, you yeah, might, you, no. might, you <laughs> might hit yourself or something like that. Uh, look, uh, also had uh, Calix uh, came on the program today. Uh, really interested uh, No space. What's going on there? 
uh, this, particularly this world of like low carbon transition uh, that we're going at the moment, and anything that's linked to that is uh, certainly getting a lot of uh, a lot of airtime. So we sat down with MD uh, Phil Hodgson today, and uh, did just gave his uh, his outlook as to how the company uh, is going to go and play this and evolve in time, and how it's going to benefit from this uh, this trend, which I think everyone out there uh, yeah. is undeniable. Everyone's that it is, on it the is, trend. It is happening. It's not uh, it's not something that's going to go and be a passing fad. Well, I actually spoke to it's not in the CRB newsletter, but I spoke to Iron Ears. Uh, MD just signed a big deal with a Korean firm to dig out lithium out of Nevada. How's that for a global uh, stock going forward? And he's got himself a lovely 2023 and onwards plan. So get on board the lithium story. Which, uh, who's uh, going to be taking the offtake? Is it, it going to be Tesla or is there actually other companies out there that make <laughs> EVs? Anyway, I digress. So look, uh, what is the focus tomorrow? Like, of course, uh, no, still trying to go and ascertain what's going on, but I think everyone's going to be hanging out for that payroll It's non-farm payrolls. I know we always sound like a broken record every four weeks, but unfortunately it is the bell weather indicator. As Scuddy said earlier, we had uh, we had ADP yesterday at nearly 700,000. Initial claims are tonight, so that'll sort of sharpen a few pencils. But last I saw, 700-odd thousand is consensus, but we're back to those whisper numbers of a million, which just makes me a little nervous. Uh, that we prob- may we may go get there, but I don't think we're there yet. We're probably undershoot now. I, I Look, it's really interesting to see the breakdown of that uh, that claims data, initial jobless claims data that's been done. There is evidence you know, starting to emerge at those where they've run out those uh, those big payments, and now you're seeing more people drop off that. So you expect that's probably going back to the labour force. So whether that shows up now, it's probably a little bit too early to tell, but we'll certainly get a better understanding next month. But yeah, from a macro driver, uh, we know how important it's going to be. Let's let's play, just to finish off, a hypothetical scenario. Let's say we get that whisper number. We get over a million. We get the unemployment rate dropping from, what, 5.9 down to, say, Maybe five and a half, five, five. or 5.4. Mm. Like what we got, let's say it's like this. Like an Aussie equivalent, yeah. yeah. What, what, how do you reckon the market will go and react to that news? Will it be hey, this is great news, or do you think it might actually go and get people a bit nervous about what the Fed might go and do? Remembering, of course, that a lot of Fed members are already talking about tapering and potentially rate hikes as soon as next year. And guess what we've seen? Every time we've seen strong CPI market rallies, strong employment number market rallies. We already know that 10 years just can't get away from that one and a half level. So I'm not sure if a single million dollar, million dollar, million person payrolls is going to make it. Remember Jay Powell said he wants to see that month after month after month. So not yet. Not yet. Anyway, we digress. We'll go and find out uh, that tomorrow night, of course, but uh, plenty to go and cover beforehand. Look, uh, we hope you're going to have a fantastic night tonight and uh, join us bright and early when we kick off affairs tomorrow morning at 8.30am. Look forward to it then. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.